The weather is getting colder and it's time to start preparing for snow to fly, at least here in the Midwest. So you can check out the cold weather supply sections of Meyer Hatchery website. This section of the website includes things like wood shavings, boredom busting toys, options to keep your water from freezing, and more. It's so easy to add all the things you need to be a successful winter ready chicken keeper to your cart. So go to MeyerHatchery.com, click supplies, and navigate to the cold weather supplies section. And don't forget, you can use code DRINKINFARM at checkout to get $5 off your online order. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What festive thing did you just open over there? I just opened a mad tree Holly days. <laughs> oh, how cute. And this is an IPA with spruce tips. And it was funny when I picked it out. I was like, oh, this would have been really good for our last episode since we talked about sprucing up your <laughs> holiday yes. small talk. But oh, well. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. What did you open over there? So I opened a Founders, mm. highly acclaimed KBS, which is a flavored stout, and it's map maple, maple Mackinac fudge. Mm, it's a Kentucky bourbon stout or Kentucky breakfast stout. That's what the KBS there we stands go. for. Kentucky there we go. breakfast Thank stout. You. Yeah, and those are so good. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. So it's Mackinac fudge coffee, maple syrup, and chocolate aged in oak bourbon barrels. Mm. Highly recommend it. This one bottle, the place I bought it was $5.69. So it's like you bought breakfast in a bottle for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. It's a Kentucky breakfast stout. The Founders is kind of known for theirs, and they do some different flavors of it. And around this time of year, because it's stout season, you can usually get a lot of really good ones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's delicious. It does not taste like beer. (laughs) No, and they're pretty high ABV too, so watch out on that one. What is that? (laughs) Yeah, good thing I'm not doing anything else today. 11%. Well, shoot. (laughs) I'm going to be sipping this. I did not notice that. Yikes. Uh, Put some plastic wrap over half of it and drink the rest tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. There we go. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Ashley Kiernan, and she is at Ashley Kiernan over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. So we're doing something a little different with this mini-sode. As we've talked about in our regular episodes, we have removed the can't even section from our regular episodes, and now we will both share our own can't even or two, depending on what we find before we dive into the listener can't evens. And we do have a story to share this week too from a listener, so I'm very excited about this mini-sode. Mm-hmm. So, Bev, what can't you even about this mini-sode? All right. I'm going to kick it off with a potato the size of a small dog is found in New Zealand. 
<laughs> How small of a dog are we talking here? Uh, I mean, I'd say a chihuahua. A chihuahua. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to take a look at this while you're explaining it to our listenership. Yeah, there's a picture of it inside, like, a toy, like, dump truck type of thing. I definitely pulled some sweet potatoes out of my garden that were about that big. So maybe I should have taken some pictures of those and sent them to the news also. (laughs) But anyways, this couple were weeding their garden in New Zealand when they hit something huge just below the soil surface. And when they bent down to dig around the object... They kind of thought it was like some sort of weird, strange fungal growth, Mm. but then they figured out that it was a potato, and they were shocked. I'm assuming they didn't plant potatoes if they were surprised that they found a potato. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this potato is pretty freaky looking. It's like super alien. It's huge. But... They're saying that it's quite possibly the largest potato on record. Whoa. Yeah. It weighs 17.4 pounds. So now I'm going to dig out my biggest sweet potato and weigh it because my sweet potatoes maybe weren't that big. They probably should have picked something different to take the picture of the scale of (laughs) of it. Well, if you scroll down, because I scrolled down on the article and we'll put this in the on the YouTube episode, the lady that dug it up is holding it. Oh, now I see it. She's holding it. It looks like a turkey to me, like a or like a little oh my gosh. It kind of looks like a walrus without tusks, like cuddled up. Yeah. <laughs> Look at its face. Look at the cheeks. Oh my gosh, you're <laughs> right. Oh, that is insane. How weird, right? You know how some people see Jesus in vegetables and stuff? I just saw a walrus. Yeah. And for some reason, that walrus makes me want to say, indubitably. (laughs) It's from a video game I played as a kid. (laughs) I love it. So this potato has become something of a celebrity around their small farm near Hamilton. And they named the potato Doug after the way that he was unearthed. (laughs) And apparently one member of the couple actually built a cart so that they can tow Doug around town. That's how big of a celebrity Doug is. People want to see him around town. They put a hat on him. They put him on Facebook. They take him for walks to give him sunshine. Um, (laughs) Just when I think I'm a little out there, like it just comforts me to know that there are others out there that just let their freak flag fly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they have gone in and submitted for a world record for it, but Guinness hasn't replied back on an update on their application. Mm. And it turns out that the people who found this potato don't have any secret gardening tips. They just throw a bunch of cow manure and straw into their garden and see what happens. And they had actually been growing cucumbers in that area of their garden before the weeds took over, and they hadn't planted any potatoes. Oh. Yeah. So he must have self-sown and quite possibly had been growing for a couple of years or more. And I could totally see that because my potatoes from early season that I left all the way through the end of fall, they were pretty ginormous. Like, I think my biggest sweet potato was, like, somewhere around, like, that big, which is a pretty decent-sized sweet potato. I got to take a picture of it because I have to make sweet potato casserole later today anyway, so (laughs) might as well. (laughs) Yes. So they're not really sure exactly, like, how this potato showed up. I will say, though, I find wild potatoes in my garden sometimes because we get soil trucked in, just, like, top dress all the beds. 
I always pull those and chuck them, though, because there are poisonous wild potatoes. Oh. And I'm not well-versed enough to know the difference between the poisonous wild ones and the ones that, like, you know, there's just a stray bud somewhere in this pile of soil yeah. and you end up growing a potato. So my rule of thumb with potatoes is if I didn't plant it, I don't eat it. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah, fair. it does seem yeah. pretty fair. You can usually tell, though, because the... Ones that aren't really meant for eating don't typically get that big. So that's helpful also. It turns out that after the potato has been dug up, though, Doug has been a little bit of a pain to keep healthy because he's Mm. been drying out and losing weight. And mold has started growing from his wounds. And he's getting, they said, a little pungy. So he's talking about the way the potato smells. Yes. (laughs) So now the potato is in the freezer. (laughs) Jesus, his days are numbered. He's on hospice in the freezer. Yeah, there's no walking Doug around anymore after this. No, there's no going back after you get put in the freezer. No, there really isn't. But they are talking about turning Doug into vodka. So there's oh. that. I mean, this story is just the story that keeps on giving. I mean, <laughs> you would only break that vodka out in the biggest occasions in life. Yeah, especially if it turns out Doug is a Guinness book of world records holder. Yeah. 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 Wow. I feel super inspired to try to grow potatoes again because mm-hmm. my experience this year was very limited and not super impressive yield for <laughs> what I had to do. So maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll give it a go again just to see if I can grow my own dug one day. Oh, yeah. 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 My potatoes didn't do very well this year either. My sweet potatoes did amazing potatoes in the same bed we're just kind of like meh in fact we bought potatoes for thanksgiving dinner because i didn't want to use all of the potatoes i dug up for the mashed potatoes yeah don't blame (laughs) you i make enough food for 40 even though there's only six of us (laughs) yeah leftovers are my jam though me too me too so what is your can't even for this minisode so my can't even is from a land far 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 away from us so Mm. this takes place in brazil so the title of the article is steer spared slaughter after water slide adventure in brazil (laughs) what yes and there's video (laughs) but i'll describe what's happening here so a cattle farmer in brazil said a steer escaped slaughter and ended up on the water slide at a neighboring club so now he will be kept as a pet So this is a two-year-old steer. He escaped from the cattle farm and made his way to the water slide. Maybe he had it on his bucket list. I don't know. (laughs) But he showed up there. So he actually got, like, on the slide and slid halfway down before coming to a stop. So in the video, you can see a man roping the steer and leading it the rest of the way down the slide and into the water. Oh my gosh, I'm watching the video now. Oh. So he is now a local celebrity. He hangs out in that area now. He doesn't have any injuries. He's fine, but people want to know him. So the steer has now been dubbed Tobago or Tobaga, (laughs) a Portuguese word for slide. I like it. The end. Yes. So. Oh my gosh. I mean, if a steer does that, part of me is like, well, is that steer just going to be a pain in the ass the rest of its life and go on these crazy adventures? Because that's not fun for the humans. (laughs) But I mean, how do you take him out after he does something so epic? 
Yeah, I don't know. But I do know that once livestock get out and find that adventure, it can be hard to keep them contained again. Because they like that, I don't know, dopamine rush from the adventure. I don't know. They (laughs) get bored, I think. Yeah. Oh, that is too funny, and that is too cute. Well, I'm glad that he gets to be a pet, though. That's fun. I have a pet cow, yeah. and I'm a big fan of it. So yes. five out of five would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on to our listener, Kate Evans. Oh, and I'm so excited. This one's fun. Yes. Do you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take this one, because this is my friend, Emily Collins. So I know Emily Aww. in real life. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And she shared a can't even from her local Costco. So it turns out, she says, this is amazing. Small town life is new to me. Costco is currently renting goats to clear out their overgrown lot next door. (laughs) Hashtag I can't even. And it's really cool. She posted some pictures of it. And it's rent a ruminant LLC. She's in Washington. So that's where this came from. And there's signs up around the fencing, the temporary fencing that they put up for the goats to clear the lot. And it tells people all about, like, why they use goats to clear the lot. And that's really cool. So there's, like, a bullet list of the pros of using the goats and frequently asked questions. That way when people stumble upon it, it's like, what is this? You can point to the sign and people can (laughs) learn something. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Our next one is from our friend and team member, Katie, and it is a hilarious series of photos of the Pensacola Police Department trying to chase down a pig. And this looks like a ham pickles pig. So it looks like a Juliet pig or mm-hmm. maybe a younger potbelly pig. Pigs are fast, guys. I don't know if you know this. They're fast. And if they're scared, they will outsmart you. Mm-hmm. So definitely take a look at some of these pictures. We'll put some of them in the YouTube video as well. But it's just, oh, it's so funny. And I can hear, like, the squealing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can just hear it just staring at these pictures. Our next can't even is from Elise Ferguson. And she posted a TikTok video that was shared by Linda Bailey. And the caption on the TikTok video is, places to go and a laughy face and it is goats that appear to be stuck in a chicken tractor well here's the thing and they're just running around (laughs) i'm not sure if this is on on purpose or not because if it's on purpose it's kind of brilliant yeah but they're in this little cart thing that has wheels so if the goats move and push the cart the cart moves but it keeps the goats contained yeah so i don't know if this is on purpose or not but it's hilarious (laughs) and smart if you don't want to put up a fence (laughs) i'm looking at it and i'm kind of like maybe i could use my goats to like do some (laughs) weed clearing on the edge of the woods or something like this but here's my here's what would happen in my place because i have hills (laughs) oh god oh no (laughs) i don't even have to describe it they take a tumble yeah You'd have to make, a, like, a big perimeter fence for where they were okay going. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh, they would go sledding. Yeah, or they would, like, go start running down the road or something. and oh, Just disaster. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it totally looks like a chicken tractor because it's not very big. But yes. I also, like, don't see anything in it that's, like, chicken-related either. So mm-hmm. this totally might be on purpose. <laughs> 
You guys will have to check it out. You can tell us what you think. Do you think this was on yes. purpose or did they get into something they weren't supposed to and now they're <laughs> trapped in this cart thing just running around? <laughs> Do your chickens associate you with yummy snacks? Do they follow you around the yard just waiting for you to break down and give them something to scratch and peck for? Well, we have the perfect guilt-free snack for your flock. Grublies. They have 50 times more calcium than mealworms, and they're a great source of protein for your little mother cluckers, which means they'll have healthy, shiny feathers and can even help get them through a molt faster. So say goodbye to throwing your chickens mounds of made-in-China mealworms and say hello to a happier, healthier flock with Grubbly Farm Scrubblies, the official chicken treat of the Drink and Farm podcast. So go to grublyfarms.com and use code DRINKANDFARM to get 20% off your first order. All right, so it's been a minute since we've had somebody send us a listener farm story. So this is just a reminder, if you, any of you have a farm story, you can call us and tell us the farm story. Just know that the voicemail is going to cut you off after like two or three minutes. <laughs> or you can write it and email it to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. So we really do enjoy these. Mm-hmm. We do. Do you want me to read the farm story to you, Bev? Or do you want to read it? I will let you read the farm story. Okay. okay. And I've just skimmed this to make sure it was appropriate. So <laughs> I the, am really reading this for the first time. So it starts off by saying, hi, ladies. First of all, thank you for all that you do. I love listening to the podcast every week and being part of this community. The episode I'm preparing for winter reminded me of a farm story from when I was about 16. To set the scene, I grew up on some acreage that was a few miles up a gravel road and then another mile, half mile down a windy one car lane. Usually we are lucky to get a dusting of snow. However, one year we had a freak snowstorm that knocked out our power for weeks and the snow stayed around knee deep. We had to park the truck on the main road and hike the last half mile into the house so we wouldn't get stuck because if we did, no tow truck was coming. In the midst of this snowpocalypse, we ran out of hay. Oh, God. (laughs) With four hungry horses, no end to the snow in sight, we needed a plan. My dad goes out and then calls to say he's at the end of the lane with an emergency bale of hay. He asked if my sister and I could come down and help him. So we trudge down there and discover an odd sight. Apparently, every store was sold out of sleds and the sled-like material, so my dad opted out for a plastic storage tub. (laughs) Oh, gosh. The veil was sitting awkwardly in the tub, and my dad was tying a rope around his waist and shoulders. His plan? He would play the part of Balto with us, pushing the tub from behind for half a mile up and down hills and through three feet of largely unpacked snow. Oh my gosh. So we started to push. We would only get a couple of feet before we had to lift it up or adjust it. It was painfully slow and the tub started to crack. A piece broke off and then another. Our makeshift sled was disintegrating. As we crested the top of the last hill, we were down to a tiny piece of tub left on the bottom of the bale with broken pieces of plastic in a trail behind us. Oh, no. I was sure we weren't going to make it and that the bale would be lost in the snow until springtime. But my dad rallied and let out a battle cry. 
He took off running downhill through the snow, still tethered to that hay bale. The last bit of plastic went flying off and the bale was swinging wildly behind him as he ran the rest of the way to the barn, hollering at the top of his lungs. To this day, it's still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. We were still finding pieces of tub well into the next summer. While we couldn't have anticipated a freakishly long and intense snowstorm, we could have definitely been a little better prepared for winter. It was a good lesson, and I'll never take a sled for granted again. Cheers, Rachel. Oh my gosh. Rachel, thank you. Such a good story. For sharing that story. (laughs) I can picture your dad doing that. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. I mean... I can just imagine, like, as an adult now and trying to keep some kind of good attitude in front of your children, like, Mm -hmm. that battle cry was because he was probably about to lose his shit and just wanted to get it over with, and but also make it crazy and fun and memorable at the same time. That is my guess, and that is total good parenting move, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, it totally is. Oh, I love it. And how creative to try to figure out how to pull it. Like, because a half mile to carry a bale, I mean... It's heavy. I have a hard time carrying a bale by myself just across the barn (laughs) because they're awkward. (laughs) Yes, they're very awkward and heavy. Yeah. Oh, man. So we have some listener follow-up today Mm -hmm. to read also. And this was sent in to us from Sarah S., And she says, I'm super behind on the podcast. I usually listen in my car and due to COVID, I've been working from home still a ton. Anyway, I just listened to the episode on starting a farm business and it's got me super pumped. We've been ramping up actual farm business stuff and I have so many ideas. Thank you for the suggestion on actually writing up a business plan. No idea why I never thought of that. And she has some advice for Sam. She says, Sam, if you start any more LLCs in Michigan, you can do it fully online. The Lara website, it's L-A-R-A, is just not the most user-friendly, but I'd be happy to walk you through it if you need to do it again. I finally started our farm LLC this year, and I know I need to do the annual renewal before the 215 due date, but that should all be online too. And once you guys get comfortable with the are you a farm or not for tax purposes, the TurboTax Small Business Schedule F module is actually pretty good. But I totally agree with seeking a tax professional in the beginning. After that, if there aren't too many changes during the year, it's pretty easy to prep taxes, same as last year. Thanks for a great episode. And we will link to that episode in the show notes so you guys can go check that out and listen to that episode because that was a really good episode. I enjoyed doing that farm business Mm -hmm. episode because I got to mix business with farming, which is basically my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I did start a second LLC for like a a media company. Oh, yeah. You can't really necessarily justify the sale of certain things like Mm t-shirts under a farm so i have separate and figured you know if if i make any money from this podcast too it can just go there too so i did do it again and i did figure it out i googled just the right thing to get a direct link to the laura website because it's garbage (laughs) it's straight up hot garbage it's like why do i pay taxes if this kind of website is just straight up hot garbage that's my feeling towards it 
I get very passionate about crappy websites because <laughs> there are so many tools out there for you now that you have really no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, I understand there's some security things that probably have to be kept in mind when you have a regulatory licensing website. However, all of the state of Michigan's websites that I've dealt with are like that. So it's just trash. But I did figure it out. So thank you, Sarah. The renewal piece I might come to you about because my renewal will be a couple months after yours. So I might be sliding into your DMs for that one. (laughs) So you have to renew your LLC in Michigan? Every year, yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess I should double check if you have to do that in Ohio. I don't think you do, though. You didn't no. in Arizona when you registered for an LLC. Feels like a money grab to me. You registered for it in perpetuity. You like checked a box and said perpetuity and then it uh, just exists until you give it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it feels like a money grab to me, if I'm being <laughs> honest. How much do they charge you to relicense? I don't know what the recharge relicense was, but I think it's only 50 bucks to start it if you do okay. it directly on the website. Oh, okay. So... So it's not too bad. See, I paid 100 bucks to start it in Ohio, but I don't have to renew it. Yeah. But if you never have to renew, I would rather pay 100. A hundo. (laughs) Yeah. And just be done with it and never have to file Mm -hmm. anything again. (laughs) Right. And not have to justify myself to the state monthly. I already do that enough with taxes. Right. (laughs) And rant, get off soapbox. (laughs) Can you tell I'm already stressed about taxes for next year? Oh. (sighs) Yeah, just a little you do <laughs> all right so that's it for today's mini-sode we hope you enjoyed please send us your can't evens in the facebook group like bonus points not that the points really matter if it's like seasonal because that'll oh. make december super fun but we'll take anything we yeah. just like to be entertained and shocked and put into amazement yeah and then send us your farm stories too because that one was super fun and i loved every second of it oh my gosh yes yes it was So just some housekeeping and announcements before we're all done for today. Be sure and hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. This helps more people like you find this podcast. And leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts to be entered into a monthly drawing. We have gotten a few, but we're still going to pause and pick reading those back up in January because we want to try to get a little ahead in December, like Mm -hmm. we said before, so we can have a little more time with our families. Yeah, it'll be nice. Mm -hmm. Feels good to get into a... A better groove and a better balance with the podcast life and the holiday, regular life and holiday anxiety, (laughs) my my fancy Christmas anxiety. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's it's sparkly. (laughs) So sparkly and smells a little boozy. (laughs) Like eggnog. Yes. Do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories. If you tag us at Drink and Farm, we will send you a promo code that will give you a percentage off in our shop. Make sure that you tag us. Send us a message if you know you didn't hear back from us or something. I do try to log into there at least once a day to make sure that I can check all of those and respond to everybody's messages because I love it. I absolutely love it when you guys share stuff about us and tag us at Drink and Farm. So keep doing that and you get a discount code if you share about the episode so what's not to love (laughs) and don't forget to check out today's show notes you'll find links to all the important things like our social media our merch shop our holiday shop and a bunch of other fun things oh and a quick announcement too if you want to order anything from the drink and farm shop or the holiday 2021 shop 
You must place your order by December 5th for guaranteed holiday delivery. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely order after that, but most of our stuff is done through a third-party printing service, and we have no control over that. And then really, once we give it to USPS, it's like in their hands. Yeah. So set yourself up for success and put your order in by December 5th. Yeah, that will help. We'll probably pull all the holiday stuff out by December 10th or so. Because by then, it definitely isn't going to make it on time. December 5th is our last day that we're guaranteeing it'll make it there by the holidays. But if you want to do some holiday shopping after that date and your gift doesn't show up, let us know because we'll be happy to write a note to the person that you are getting the gift for. We can include a picture of it and whatnot and email it over to you so that you still have something to wrap and put under the tree and say, hey, this thing's coming along. But we have gift cards too. So that is always an option too. We'll be happy to write a note for a gift card so that the person that you're buying a drink and farm gift for can shop for themselves whenever they get it, but still get something fun from us. So that's it. Yeah. We hope you have a wonderful post-American Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We're officially in Christmas music season. Yeah. So enjoy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and Christmas beer season. What's not to love about Yes. That? Christmas beer, Christmas cookies, Christmas cocktails, Christmas everything. Fancy Christmas everything. So on that note... <laughs> Until next time, drink, farm, and give zero fucks. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.